0: Like I said, if you got your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter number 6. So Ephesians chapter number 6. Come down just a little bit. Uh, we're going to pick up in verse number 5. We, uh, we're going to do 1 through 13 uh, today, but I, I just want to read 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. It says, Servants, be obedient to the, uh, to the master that you serve according to the flesh, fear, with fear and trembling, and singleness of heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as a man pleaser, but, with a ser- but as a servant of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, which is good uh, with a good will doing service as to the Lord unto men, not unto men. And it says, Knowing this, that whatsoever good that any man doeth, he shall uh, the same shall he receive by from the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye masters... Do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing this, that your Master also in heaven, neither is uh, neither is respect respective persons with him. Let's pray. God, we love you, praise you. Thank you so much for this church, Lord, the singing, the Sunday school time we had this morning. Lord, we pray that you'll strengthen our church. Lord, uh, uh, and I know in the end times and revelations where you talk to the seven churches, uh lord you told them to just to strengthen what remains god and that's what we want to do today we want to strengthen that which remains here and and lord let us be encouraged through your words lord let our eyes be open lord let our hearts be open let our minds lord everything that we receive with today i pray Heavenly father there's no there's nothing on our mind there's no worries no troubles lord for just a few minutes please let everybody in here tune in to your word lord and please let us be able to witness to a lost in Thine world. Lord, that they can see hope in us. They can see calmness. They can see joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, mercy. Lord, let us be a picture of Jesus Christ. It's in His name we pray. Amen. Today I want us to look at this right here. We're going to be in Ephesians. We uh, First thing I want us to do is we need to go back. Go back to chapter 5 for just a minute. And this is where everything about us starts at. Everything in us as Christians, as we walk day in and day out, it has to start right here. In verse number eighteen, it says, "Be you not drunk with wine." Today, if we could look at a society that is overcome with so many things that intoxicate them, we and, and you know we live in a world today that that you know you look at the fuss and the fights we have just in Piedmont when we try to have something downtown the first thing that's brought up was can we have our beer outside? You know, what does it matter? Why can't we just come together? Alcohol is one of the most leading things that that, that, that destroy a, a nation. And if you look at our nation in a whole, boy, if we're not destroyed right now. The things of this world is destroying our, our nation is, is those that, that seek the flesh and not the spirit. Jesus Christ. Paul is writing under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and he tells everybody, don't be drunk in wine which is excess, but be filled by the Spirit. Y'all, everything in life starts and stops with, are you filled with the Spirit, or are you filled with self? Well, Those of us that are filled with the Spirit are able to walk by the Spirit, able to walk in love, able to walk by the vocation, walking worthy, which God has called you to walk. That's the problem with society today is that we're not filled with the Spirit. We're filled with self and we're selfish and, and that's why we as individuals blow up so much. Right. How many of y'all had blow up this week? At least we got a few honest people in here. You know, you think about this just for a second. When we don't get our way, what's the first thing that happens? How many of y'all got kids that act fool when they don't get their way? Well? well, who raised them kids? How do going to get an amen out of that, did I? You got your steel-toed boots on today? Let's go. Now you think about this right here. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to walk in love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, temperaments, patience. We're able to walk in these things. We're able to endure the fiery darts that the devil throws at us. Amen? The problem we don't realize is that, that we are raised in warriors. Not hellions. There's a big difference between a warrior and a hellion, Okay? We, we got enough hellions out there. We're going to have to raise some warriors to 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 t- t- tail and get everything put back in order. Amen. And the thing we've got to do today is to realize that it starts and stops right here in verse number 21 of Ephesians verse 5. It says, Submit you yourselves one to another in fear of God. I've got to look at Jack and love Jack and lift Jack up and think more of Jack than I do myself. I've got to do every person in this church is I've got to be the least important one and that everybody else is more important to me. And when we're all submitted one to another, then we're able to let leaders lead. We're able to let servants serve. And that's what's happening today is that we're so full of self and everything about each and every person in this building today. Come on, somebody. You tell me this right now. If your spouse ain't full of pride. I figured I got more amens than that out of the ladies. You think about this. How many of y'all, And and, I want you to judge your spouse right now. Right now, you got a free shot at them, okay? If you could change one thing about them, would it not be their attitude? Now, you think about that right there. Why does their attitude need to be changed? Now, please don't say a word. I don't want to talk no marital problems in here today, okay? Please keep your mouth shut, everybody. But why would you change their attitude? Because it's crappy, it stinks, it's childish. You think about these things right now. If we're submitting ourselves, wives, submit yourself to your husband. Your own husband. Listen to me. Husbands, love your wife even as Christ loved the church that He gave Himself for it. If we were doing those two things, guys can only do two of them, girls can only do two of them. If you submit yourself one to another and wives, submit to your husband, husband, love your wife, that would take care of the problem. We would have the environment that we're able to walk into Now Paul starts, and we're going to jump to chapter 6, verse number 10 now. I need you to understand this. We've got to be able to do this today. We've got to be able to be strong in the Lord. We're not living in times that's chaotic. Can I get an amen out of somebody right there? There's more uncertainty about tomorrow than there's ever been in our life. Well, if your hope is in this world, you should be in a turmoil. You should be upset. You should be. But my home is not in this world. Come on, somebody. i in this world. i got a home that's been prepared for me in heaven that, that, that eyes have not seen nor ears heard the wonders, glory of what it's going to be like. Then nothing down here should bother me, right? If I'm truly submitted one to another, worried about my brother, praying for them, lifting them up, trying to strengthen them, that I shouldn't be worried about what's going on in this world. Did Jesus Christ change anything about this world? When He comes, did He change anything politically, economically? Did Jesus come to change any of that? No, He did not. He told, uh, 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 I won't say Pharaoh, it wasn't Pharaoh, what was his name? When he was standing there on trial, Herod. He told Herod, Herod, so are you a king? He said, you say so. He said, but I'm not, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if it was, then my armies would or what, a, went ahead and took over and wiped everything out. But y'all, he, he is not in this. But he says that Paul's saying you've got to be strong in the Lord. Why? Because when we rationalize things. How many rationalists we got in here today? A bunch of them. they're they, they, they too rational to raise their hand because folks think they're crazy. But we like to rationalize every situation. Come on. Amen. We look at it and we give you all, here's my ten-point inspection on where you need to improve at. Amen. Come on. We're good at giving people advice on how they need to change. But how good do we take advice on how we need to change the bible tells clearly it is an intimate book that is meant to change me and if you read it the book will change you but you've got to be willing and open-minded it says be strong in the lord and in the might of the power of his might put on the whole armor of god so right there tells me that we're in warfare because we're being called to put on weaponry or or, or, or armor That that we can be defended against uh, the enemy that's coming against us, right? We got an enemy coming against us. Well, and and please don't 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 cue out right here. But 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 are are, are the Republicans my enemy? No. Are the Democrats my enemy? No. Are the liberals my enemy? No. They're all too dumb to realize that, that that we're all in this together. They're my brothers and my sisters. You cannot change the world by changing a political economy. You can change the world one man at a time by changing their heart, by them being born again, them living under the authority of God's Word, and doing what God told them to do. That's to love their neighbors as they love themselves. Come on, amen? That's the only way we'll change this world. So all the, 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 if you're strong in the Lord, you're not going to worry about what's going on around you. Why? Because the Lord said he'll take care of his own. Does the Bible not tell us that? Come on, amen? Does the Bible tell you that Jesus said he'll take care of his own? So right here it says put on the whole armor of God. So many times we get attacked where we ain't got a piece of armor on. You know where it's at most of the time? Is there any of that armor that covers the back? Why? Because most of you run running away from the fight instead of sitting there and face-on into the fight. Take care. Fight for your family. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your kids. Amen. These are the things that we've got to learn to do. We've got to fight for these things. Why? Because we're in a battle. And we've got to train these kids up in the way of a soldier. The way that they're able to fight, to battle, to live a life for God. they got to fight the enemy, which is the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen? We're not, we're not going against humans philosophy. That's why i tell about all oh, the, the, the realists in here. The, the, or, 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 what did I say a minute ago, y'all? Rationalists. There we go. The rationalists. Y'all, we're not fighting a rational war because Satan has been at this a lot longer than what the society is in today. Do y'all realize that we're fixing to be just like Egypt? I'm not Egypt. Just like the Israelites in Daniel's time. Why? Because of the unfaithfulness of our great grandfathers. You think about when this country was started. It was started out of rebellion. Now I'm fixing to hurt some things or make people mad or something. But the United States of America was started out of rebellion. So how can God bless something that ain't right? You think about this. They objected to the authority above. And what does Peter and Paul tell us to do? To submit to every authority above us, kings, Governors, counselors, whoever. You're supposed to submit to them. You're to live in a land peaceably among all men. I'm going to get to it in just a second. You can be mad at me if you want to. You can be human. But you're going to argue with the Word of God the rest of your life. You'll die lost and go to hell. That's up to you. My plea is is if you'll accept Jesus, let Him be Lord of your life, Savior. He'll change you from the inside out. None of this stuff's going to bother you. It says, for we wrestle against uh, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Is that not the first thing we wrestle against? What is the principality? It's the powers in above us, in charge of us, right? The, the worldly government is principalities that we're, we, we wrestle against. Against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world. And we look at it today, how many people that in Congress today, they're, they're of the devil. We wrestle against this stuff, y'all. So if you put on the whole armor of God, if you're able to, to defend with love, joy, peace, kindness, long suffering, gentleness, how are people one to the Lord? Out of patience. Out of prayer. Have you been subject to in subjection to Jesus Christ? You live in a life that honors Him and glorifies Him? Are is them out here that, that you know, you think the night that the apostle was up there, you know, they, there was a group that come in that was trying to get them to rebel against the Roman government that night. And they said, like, hmm. Jesus Christ did not come to change the government of this world
1: or the economics
0: of this world. He came to change the heart of every man, woman, boy, girl, child, ever born, ever will be born. Amen. That's all Jesus cares about is the heart. Why? Because the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 4, I told you on Sunday school, write this down. Verse number 23. It says, most of all, protect the heart, guard your heart, because out of the heart comes the issues of life. So if you're inflamed and you're all wroth because of the distress and everything going on in this world, world, then you're already defeated in your spiritual battle. What did Paul say? The very first thing that I brought up here today, don't be drunk with wine, which is in excess, but be ye filled by the Spirit. Y'all, we have got to be spiritual-minded people and quit being carnally-minded people. When if we're consumed with the cares of this world and the thoughts of this world, guess what happens? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the what? What are we living in today? Is this world not full of evil, perverse, self-seeking, gluttonous people that just all they care about is themselves and the things up for themselves? That's It says, and having done all to stand... To take a stand on something means that you, you, you stand up and you're willing to take, take the consequences for your actions. I stand against abortion. I stand against homosexuality. I stand against all sin. I stand against lying, hypocrites, gossips, pride, boastful men, controlling men. I stand against you all. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus to take your hand off your house and let the Spirit of God flow through you and you love your wife. You think about these things right here. Am I doing all I can to stand for Jesus Christ? It starts right back here. I've got to have a, a husband that's submitted to his wife, and a wife submitted to her husband, and they're both submitted to Christ. Then they're able right here, children, obey your parents. The children in here today, I sent the children to the children's church. Those are the ones that's, that they really can't be held accountable for their actions. They haven't come to that age. Some of them may have, yes, don't get me wrong. But the young people that's in this church in here right now, I want you to listen to me. If you're you're under 21 years old, look at me. How you treat people, Matt. I want you to understand this. How you disrespect the people and your teachers at school. Listen to me. How you view your Sunday school teacher. How you view your Wednesday night teacher. How you view your pastor. You're going to be held accountable for those actions. Why? Because you're old enough. Children obey your parents. I'm talking to y'all this morning. When you disrespect your parents and disobey your parents, you're disrespecting God and you're disobeying God. But you know what? Well, Daddy Daddy does it. He gets away with it. So what? I can act just like Daddy. Guess what, Daddy? That's on you. We're dealing with that today. People my age... I'm going to say people 50 years old and younger is the most disrespectful, disloyal, self-seeking crowd they are. Why? Because it's all about me. If I'm happy, everybody's happy. If I ain't, everybody's miserable. And I bring my kids up to disrespect their mother, to disrespect women, to be disrespectful to people with authority above them. Why? Because I don't let authority rule me. I, I, I'm important. No, you're not. You're not important. You know what you are? You're a stumbling block for your family. And the Lord says that you are to be the head of the house, not the dictator of the house. Honor your father and mother. Listen to me, young people. Listen to me, for a second. Honor your mother and your daddy, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee. You don't think it's going to affect... How, you, it, it, is it, how many folks in here is affected by how this is respectful and this they was to their parents? Says the sins of the father will be on the third and fourth generation. Just think, your grandkids, your great grandkids, gonna suffer from the stuff you've done wrong. But she fathers. Some translations of, 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 of uh, the, some of them translate this to parents. It don't just say fathers; it says parents. It can go for both mother and daddy. Don't provoke your children. Well, guess what happened when mama ain't submitted to daddy, and daddy don't love mama. And they've both been at work all day and they come home and work makes them grumpy and work makes them fight, and work makes all these problems. Why do I want to go out and work? Why do I want to do any of these things that's going to benefit me? Why do we have that generation out there now that feels like they're owed something? Because they was raised by a mom and daddy that just give to them and give to them and give to them to compensate for them not being a mother and a daddy faithful to love them, to raise them, to nurture them, to have a relationship with them. This is the issue that we're dealing with. That we come home and I'm mad. I've had a bad day at work. I walk through the door and Tammy says, you've got to do something with them boys. They're just a bunch of heathens. You wait till your daddy gets home. He's going to tear you up. Well, I walk through the door and I'm already healed. And she says, you need to whoop on my soul. Yeah, there's... I can get rid of this anger on me now. What does the Bible tell me not to do? I don't, I don't, I don't discipline my child out of anger. I don't discipline them whenever I'm not under control. It says that I am to bring them up and to nurture them in uh, the mission of the Lord. I'm having to have self-control before I discipline my child, because if I come to myself, I, I come and I'm going to beat Connor because I'm mad. Well, then Connor's going to grow up and he's going to have that mentality. That he's going to be all withdrawn. Why do we have so many messed up people in the world today? Well, they have messed up parents. The society we live in today that takes mom away from the house, that takes dad away from the house, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week, The mom and dad has gone. Well, they're raised by whoever. You may have a grandparent there that, well, maybe they don't believe in God. Maybe they're not being taught things of the world or things of the Bible. Well, you look at what your children's doing. How your children are acting now. You think about these things right here. And this is where it comes down to it. Servants. How many of you in here are employees? How many employees? If you're employed by somebody, raise your hand. This verse, these next three verses pertain to you. Okay? Listen to me. Servants. Employees. Be obedient to them that are your bosses according to the flesh. It means while you're at work, you work, Hard and respectfully. Not as until your boss man that shows up and you get really busy when the boss man shows up. But you're working until Christ. Everything, and if we work with that kind of attitude, how many people in here are thankful they got a job? I mean, you think about this. That could be ended real quick. Y'all, things can change in your life that can end your employment. Then what are you going to do? Then how do you react. These are things that you've got to look at, not with eye service. Don't just work hard when the boss shows up. Hey, how, does the shovel, Robert, how does the shovel start slagging when you pull up on the job? But you know what? If them dudes work like that while he was there, if they worked like that when he's gone, they'd make more money. Why? Because people that you can be trustworthy with, because right here it says, not as eye service and man pleasers, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. If you're thankful you've got a job and you're respectful that you've got a job and you lift up... If you're miserable that you're in place of employment and you're taking it out on your family, you're sinning, you need to go find another job. If it's that bad, leave, go find something else dude. That, that will make you happy. That will bring joy into your house. You shouldn't be held captive and miserable. Do something different why? because we are to be doing service to the Lord if you're grumbling growling hating doing all this stuff and it's just bitterness, and you're just just you're always you can't be thankful for what you have got because you're looking at what they ain't doing for you they ain't paying you they ain't appreciate you they ain't doing these things it says verse number seven with what, with, uh, with good will doing service as to the Lord not in the men. Knowing that whatsoever good things that any man does. Let me, let me rephrase this. Let me put this in Ash the Penton's version. It says, knowing whatsoever good things that anybody does. that say, this is talking to people that has been born again. If you're lost, this Bible does not apply to you. We can't take the concepts of the Bible and go put it in the world. Why? Because they don't believe the same way we do. They don't look at the Word of God as the ultimate authority. We've got to go by it no matter who gets offended. It does not apply, but it says, "For whatsoever uh, good things any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord." What's this the, uh, the, the principle of? Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. You know we studied Wednesday nights ago in Colossians. I mean, uh, Galatians chapter number six, I believe it was. Don't be uh, do be fooled. God will not be mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If you sow, sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If everything in your life smells of death, you need to go back and look and see what kind of seeds you was planting. Because if you're planting corn and you're expecting watermelon to come up, it's not going to happen, y'all. God's not going to take your mess and magically turn it around and then it pop up out here daisies. If you're planting thorns, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to have to go through the thorns that you've sown. But it says, let every man do good. Let every man... Knowing that whatsoever good things a man doeth, the same shall the Lord, he shall receive of the Lord whether he's bond or free. Understand this. Now back in those days, you had people that were actually owned by, by masters. Slavery was not, you gotta look at the word slavery. To go and take a man, if I went and laid hands on Terry, I stole him out of his house and I carried him over here and I sold him to Jack's farm. I was worthy of death. I would be put to death for doing that. But if Terry goes and says, Jack, I need, I need to work for you. I want you to, to, to hire me. I'm going to work for you and solely do you. I'm committed to you. He would be the master and he would be the slave. And y'all, that's the way society was set up in that day. And a lot of the slaves had great livings. They had a place to live. They had meals to eat. If they had a good, gracious master, we'll get to that slide in just a second. But right here, y'all, we've got to understand whether we're our self-employed people or whether we're a, a a a a 1099 or a W-2, depending on which way you look at it. You, you bound to a corporation or you bound to yourself. We all got to do what God's called us to do. And it says in your masters, if you have authority, if anybody in this building, if you have the ability to, to supervise, the owner, whatever. If you're in control of people under you, and this goes back to the husband, same concept. You masters, do the same things unto them, and threatening. Boy I hate to I hate to see a boss man that rolls in with a iron rod and beats and harps and complains and gripes and grumbles and fusses and just he's never happy with what his employees do. What's wrong with the United States of America is we got employees that think they deserve more money, less taxes, and cheaper products. If I summed it up? I mean, is that not the mentality of us? But we've got corporations that that look at the profit margin and says, you should be doing more work for what I'm paying. I'm probably paying you. Well, when we go on strike, when a union gets involved, they go on strike, but then they run to the government the government bails them out. Well, what happens to us? Well, they raise taxes on us to overcompensate what we just went on strike to get. Do you not realize that we're the ones shooting our own self in the foot by being greedy, lazy? Y'all, these are the things that when we are obedient, masters, quit threatening your employees. Bosses, quit threatening your employees. Remember that we all have a master in heaven. The things that we forget most of the time is that we all answer to the same person. It's God Almighty. I don't care how rich you are, I don't care how poor you are, you all will answer to God Almighty. And He shows no favoritism to nobody. Finally, my brethren, you got to be strong in the Lord. Understand this right here, y'all. If we're not strong, if we're strong in our minds, if we're strong in our principles, if we're strong in our opinions, we're sowing to the flesh. What are you going to reap? Corruption. But if we're strong in the Lord, what are we going to reap? If you're filled with the Spirit, you sow the Spirit, what are you going to reap? Spiritual things. If everybody in this building right here this morning, y'all, I've, 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 I've repented for three weeks still with this message. But if everybody in this building this morning would get up on their knees and cry out, God, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right I need to change my attitude. I need to change how I view things. I need to look at the importance of folks around me. Lost, dying, and going to hell. That's the most important thing you're going to look at today. Is it, it, somebody in your family that's dying and going to hell because they're lost. That gets you. The priorities in line. God first. Men, your wife second. Your kids third. You're last. Everything else takes care of itself. When you get it out of that order, when you get that order out of sequence right there, that's when we have the the terrible family lives that we have today. So many families are affected because mom and daddy hate each other. They hate their lives. They hate their jobs. They hate everything about their life, And it's directed on the kids. And the kids are brought up. We're not teaching them nobody. If you teach your child to put on the armor of God every day, well, you know what they need to see daddy do? Put on the armor of God every day. What mama needs to do? Put on the armor of God every day. When we do our jobs, when we do what we've been called to do, then God can do what He promised us.